to Z Sports Primetime on a Tuesday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising, if you're new to our program. And I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business since 1983. The best car buying experience can be had, whether it's new vehicles that you are after or a pre-owned vehicle that you know you need to trust. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, Gary Ashton, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of me. I got my home through the Ashton team three years ago this month. Gary Ashton will help you get your dream address without the stress. All you got to do is go to GaryAshton.com. So, a lot of interesting stuff coming out of Titans OTAs today. And it's funny, Reed uh, brought this up to me before, producer Reed brought this up to me. Before the show got started, immediately, be French in the comments. Buck, you owe some apologies out of the gate tonight, buddy. Hashtag asthma. Well, I, I'm curious because I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm too proud to apologize when I know that I have erred, but I don't know what you're demanding an apology from me for. Is it an apology because I made fun of somebody with asthma? I don't think so. I don't think that's typically the way that I go about things. Is it an apology? Is it an apology that I owe to you? Because you said that Traylon Burks has asthma. And I probably said, yeah, you know, I either don't care or it's speculation at this point. Well, that's exactly what Rob Moore put to rest. Fortunately, enough of these state secrets with why the hell the first round pick is out on the practice field with an inhaler in his hand. Rob Moore, in speaking to him today, we were asking about Traylon Burks and the progress that he's made, and Teron Davenport just asked him a simple question. A lot of negative stuff has been covered around Traylon Burks. What are the positives? And Rob Moore was kind enough to volunteer the information as to what the hell is wrong with this kid. Uh, a lot of different ways, man. Traylon's worked hard, uh, comes in early in the morning. Uh, board work, walkthroughs, uh, everything you can think of, mobile cloud. We do it's, it's a lot of different things uh, to try and shorten the learning curve and, and, and uh, get him caught up to speed. A lot of focus on the negative with him. You know, it's just the problems he had starting off. But what are some of the positives that you've been able to gather? Uh, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. You know, some of the, you know some of those things that happened were kind of out of his control. Just you know, the kid was, you know he's got asthma. You know, what I mean, those things you know happen, uh, but. You know, in regards to, uh, he understands what the expectations are, but I think at the end of the day, it's just really him getting himself immersed in the culture of how we do things here, how we play here, uh, which is different from every player that comes in here from college because we ask these guys to do things that a lot of teams don't ask them to do. So that's Rob Moore just kind of talking about it in real and honest terms. And he's right. It is unfortunate that Traylon Burks, the thing that got magnified, whatever, whether it was a, a full-on asthma attack, whether it was just like a, I, I, I personally don't have asthma, so I can't speak to what it was that Traylon Burks was going through at the time uh, of rookie minicamp when, you know, all of us clearly saw that he was doubled over and, and laboring. Um, a lot of people making jokes about his conditioning, about his weight and all these different things. And in reality, yeah, he's dealing with a respiratory problem. It's tough. It's really difficult to do, turns out, especially when you're in a new place and adapting to allergies at the time on top of uh, asthma and breathing issues and you're using your inhaler and you got a bunch of microphones and cameras pointed at you 
and it turns into this shit storm because nobody will tell us what the hell happened for a month. So we're all just out here speculating about what Traylon Burks did or did not have wrong with him. And finally, Rob Moore is just like, yeah, it's unfortunate what happened. He had an asthma attack. These things happen. It's completely easy. It's just that easy. Derek Othello West on Facebook Live says, think Brabel is mad at Coach Moore? Hell yes, I do. I bet Mike is pissed because Mike doesn't want to answer questions about asthma and he'd rather answer questions about, by the way, Traylon Burks did not practice today, which is notable, um, was not available according to the head coach. He would not go into more detail than that other than he was simply not available at this point. Mike doesn't want to deal with it. He's not going to acknowledge it. He's going to snort and huff and puff at us every time we bring up tree pollen or something like that. And in reality, it's just as simple as Rob Moore laid out. Now, maybe Mike doesn't want a full-day news cycle out of this. And that's exactly what's happened after the fact, once the information was disclosed. But it shouldn't be this kind of this kind of painful, this kind of subterfuge that you continue to see from the Titans coaching staff unnecessarily. If they're protecting players on uh, when it comes to injuries and they don't want to give us more information than they have to give us, I'm I'm frankly okay with that because I understand that their intentions are good. But when it comes to just this overprotection to the point where it just leads to rampant speculation because we're all out there every time that it's available for us to be out there. And if something's wrong with Traylon Burks, we're going to continue to ask why. And if you don't give us a simple answer, it's like, yeah, kid's got asthma. He's working through it. We're finding ways to make sure that we put together a plan that's going to make sense for him. And for what he's dealing with, because it's not like he's the first NFL player to have asthma. Plenty of people have asthma. I don't know who else on the roster has asthma, but I'd be willing to bet that one of the 90 other players on this team right now probably deals with some kind of asthma issue and nobody's talking about it because it's not being hyper scrutinized and hyper analyzed the way that Traylon Burks is. Now, if it ends up affecting his performance, then it becomes a different discussion. And listen, to this point, frankly, it has. But I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take here on this Tuesday evening. Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch of Traylon Burks and his asthma. Do you feel better or worse after learning what the issue with Traylon Burks is? Let me know in the comment section. We'll discuss it together. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. We do it each and every night. While you guys let me know how you feel about that, better or worse, I'll tell you about the people who make the Two Rivers Ford take possible. That, of course, is Two Rivers Ford. Now, you can be looking for a new vehicle in uh, this market right now. You can be looking to do the Built for You program the same way that I did, which allows you to select any new Ford, any customizable accessories in any color that you choose. Two Rivers Ford will build that vehicle for you and deliver it right to your door. But if a new car isn't necessarily in your budget right now, Two Rivers Ford has Ford Certified Blue Advantage pre-owned vehicles on the lot in Mount Juliet. If you're looking for a pre-owned vehicle, you want to make sure that you get it from a dealership that you can trust. And there is no more trustworthy name in the automotive business here in Middle Tennessee than Two Rivers Ford. You want to know that the vehicle that you're getting is going to be reliable, going to be trustworthy, going to be something that you can depend upon. That's what Two Rivers Ford wants to make sure that you get because they pride themselves on award-winning customer service 
and quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, do you feel better or worse about the uh, situation for Traylon Burks now knowing that it is officially asthma? He slipped it out, says Derek. It was some HIPAA stuff, uh, and you know he probably didn't care what Vrabel said. No, I, yeah, I don't think like I don't think he's doing it. Um, I don't think he's doing it to intentionally like spite Vrabel. I think that it's just not that big a deal. Like Rob, Rob said what he said, and it's not that deep. Again, I want you to hear from the Titans wide receiver coach talking about this today because it just came out casually in conference. Uh, a lot of different ways, man. Traylon's worked hard, uh, comes in early in the morning, uh, board work, walkthroughs, uh, everything you could think of, mobile class. We do it's, it's a lot of different things uh, to try and shorten the learning curve and, and, and uh, get him caught up to speed. A lot of focus on the negative with him. You know, it's just the problems he had starting off. But what are some of the positives that you've been able to gather? Uh, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. You know, some of the, you know some of those things that happened were kind of out of his control, just – you know, the kid, you know, got asthma. You know what I mean? Those things, you know, uh, happen. Uh, but, you know, in regards to, uh, he understands what the expectations are, but I think at the end of the day, it's just really him getting himself immersed in the culture of how we do things here, how we play here, uh, which is different from every player that comes in here from college because we ask these guys to do things that, that a lot of teams don't ask them to do. So that's Rob Moore talking about Traylon Burks. And again, it was just casually mentioned. It's not that deep. And this is kind of the the whole, you know, secrets out as a, as a title thing is maybe a little more inflammatory than it needs to be. But like, it's just, it's just a part of what he's going through. And for people to understand why he may be dealing with these issues, I think it's completely fair to say, yeah, the kid's got asthma. It's okay. Plenty of people has asthma. I'm sure, I'm sure. A good percentage of you listening or watching the show, wherever you're listening and watching the sh- uh, to the show tonight, have asthma and can speak to this uh, better than I can. Um, better. At least he's in shape, says Brad Hoheimer, which is something that was continuing to be uh, continuing to be lobbed as an indictment of Traylon Burks because I had a couple people send me that clip of uh, Sam uh, uh, Sam Pittman, the head coach at Arkansas last summer at SEC Media Days talking about Traylon Burks and that he needed to that they had required him to get into better shape. Sam Pittman at the time in that SEC media availability had said he had played himself into better shape. And you saw the results. If you guys watched any Arkansas football last year, you know this kid's a stud. And so how he adapts to you know new air quality in Tennessee versus Arkansas, how that affects his asthma. I don't have all the information on how that, how much more that would affect his performance than your average wide receiver who doesn't deal with asthma. There's been plenty of NFL players who've had to deal with inhalers. It's not the end of the world. It's going to be okay. If it affects his performance, we can talk about it then, but we don't have any sample size to say that it's affecting his performance outside of day-to-day OTA availability. And we have no idea what else he's doing in addition to the conditioning that they're doing out on the field and to the individual drills and to the seven-on-seven stuff that kind of make up what their individual plan is for Traylon Burks. It's just, it's not as deep as I think people want to make it to be. And I get it. It's June the 7th. There's jack shit else going on in the NFL news cycle other than, other than Deshaun Watson allegedly being a creep, right? Like, 
outside of that, unless you guys want to spend a bunch of time on that, you'd rather talk about Traylon Burks and an inhaler. I get it. I totally understand. But as far as like freaking out about this and getting into, you know, bust or John Robinson doesn't do his homework or blah, blah, blah. Mike Rabel said they knew about the asthma and they took the kid anyway. They traded up to get him because they felt that it was going to be the best move. If it pans out, great. If it doesn't, we can talk about it then. But for now, it's just not that deep at this point. Uh, Look at Corey Stringer. He died uh, a long time ago on the football field playing for the Minnesota Vikings. The center, it was so hot outside, he died. SMA, good God, Dirk. Uh, I don't know the details of that story. I don't know if it's asthma related, but uh, Dirk Money Swag Fly on YouTube um, is citing Corey Stringer as something that needs to be paid paid attention to. I'm unfamiliar with the story, Dirk, so I'll have to go look it up after the fact. But yeah, they have to be careful with the kid, right? Um, Now, ideally, you wouldn't want to have to handle a first-round pick with the amount of care that it seems that they're having to handle him with so far. But again, I would say to you, go watch him play in the SEC. It does not look like it greatly affects his performance against the top caliber college football competition. He will play in the NFL. How good he ends up being, nobody can say at this point. But that the asthma would be the thing that determines him as a bust, I think is just generally, I think is just generally dramatic and, you know, not, not that deep at this point. CJ had asthma. Jesus, he was still that fat. CJ, CJ, uh, Chris Johnson had asthma. I, I, I'm, I don't, I know Jerome Bettis had asthma. I don't know about Chris Johnson. Um, I think that, uh, I think that there's, uh, you know, I, I, I can Google it if you want me to, but it's just going to give me a bunch of names and there's no way for me to independently verify whether player X, Y, and Z. I know that Jerome Bettis had asthma only because I know that he's done a lot of work for, uh, for people who deal with asthma and who suffer with asthma and, um, you know, in terms of different studies and different uh, medical plans and, and raising money to study and further try and help alleviate uh, people who deal with asthma on a regular basis. Um, Sam says he's out of shape and that will affect asthma more. I don't know that he's out of shape, Sam. I know that he's got asthma. I, there's nothing to indicate to me that Traylon Burks is out of shape. Um, now maybe he's not in NFL shape yet. He just got here. I've, I've said this a million times and you guys, for whatever reason, some of you can't like process it. AJ Brown was out of shape when he got here. He had to play himself into shape. And he was fine his rookie year. Nobody, AJ, AJ's rookie year was probably his best year on record as a Tennessee Titan. I'm not saying that Traylon is going to be AJ, but I'm saying to get Ben out of shape about a rookie who just got here being in not in shape yet, they don't play a damn game until uh, September 11th. So if he's out of shape, then, then we can talk about him being out of shape. Right now, he's supposed to be getting into shape. Like they don't come in in shape, most of them, unless they've been, unless they're Derrick Henry, right? Like, it's not that deep. Plenty of dudes come in out of shape and nobody's freaking out about, I don't want to name any names. Cause like, I don't, you know, I don't know specifically who's, who's doing what in the off season. But the point is like, none of the, none of the rookies are in NFL shape yet. Not Roger McCreary, not Traylon Burks, not Nicholas Petit Frere, not, uh, uh, who's, who's another chance Campbell, uh, the linebacker from Ole Miss, right? None of these dudes are in NFL shape yet. That's the point of the damn OTAs. They're playing themselves into shape. Oof, I don't want to talk about asthma. This shit, this shit gives me a headache. I'm so sick of this. <laughs> I just, I, I'm so tired. 
I wanted Taylor Kate to be over. It's just, it's just such a stupid topic. Such a stupid topic. And I understand that it's a topic that we're talking about, but only because of the nature of people keeping or continuing to freak out about this stuff and me having to, you know, digitally shake you and say, no, let it go. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Figure it out. <laughs> Hell, I get, I'm, I'm out of breath walking up at, walking up the stairs. Now I'm out of shape too, but I mean, like, come on. <laughs> it's just such a waste of time. All right, let's talk about the left guard situation because we do have, uh, or rather the uh, offensive line situation, because we do have a little bit of clarity at right tackle, which would uh, which would indicate that there is at least some that there is at least some progress in figuring out this Titans offensive line. Jonathan Bob says, "What's been more exciting, Mentorgate or Asmagate? None. They're both trash. <laughs> They're both just hot trash." at this point uh <laughs> ben hall says jesus h christ y'all it's not like asthma has kept him from getting to the nfl that's what i'm saying he's a first round pick like i don't think you don't think at least one other nfl team knew the kid had asthma he's a top 20 pick for god's sakes okay let's talk offensive line enough of this already. um although i'm sure it'll come up because he, i mean it, in in fairness he didn't practice today so i don't know what happened there i don't know if it was another asthma attack i don't know but he wasn't out on the practice field today anyway uh, so with, uh, talking to the assistant coaches today, we talked to offensive and defensive assistant coaches today, and we got the opportunity to catch up with Keith Carter, who of course is the, uh, lead offensive line coach. Now we have had some clarity from this uh, about, or, or from Mike Vrabel in the, in the last couple of weeks as well on Dylan Radinson, him seeing the majority of his work at right tackle at this point, which is the purpose of this time of year. They're trying to figure out, okay, who makes sense where, who needs to be spending more time here. And now they seem to have determined that Dylan Raiden's time is best spent in the right tackle spot. So the question that I'd like to pose to you guys is this. If Dylan Raiden's is the right tackle, who is the Titans' left guard? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about this together. I'll let you hear from Keith Carter in just a moment. But if you had to pick a name, knowing that or things, tr knowing that things are trending towards Dylan Radens playing at the right tackle spot, who is the best fit for the Tennessee Titans at left guard to fill out that starting offensive line? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, the official real estate agent of me. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress and for the Intel edge you need to succeed in this red-hot Nashville real estate market. That Intel helps you sell your home, your current home, without any stagings or showings, it helps you maximize uh, your home equity, capitalize on the value that is already in your home, and it helps you find your next home while this Nashville real estate market is still red hot. GaryAshton.com is where you go for the best in the business. Use the team that your favorite teams use. That's the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So if Dylan Radens is playing the right tackle spot, 
who's going to slot in at left guard? And I see a couple of answers from you guys. But first, I want you to hear Keith Carter talking about Raiden's and his progress on the right side. Yeah, he's working a lot at right tackle right now, and uh, he's doing a nice job. He's progressing, um, you know, the way we had hoped, and we're excited. Um, but still, we got to get pads on, like you guys know, and play real football, too. So, but he's doing a good job. What's it kind of mean for his development that he's sort of focused a little bit more on one position and also, I guess, for the offensive line in general? Yeah, I think it just gives him an opportunity to get comfortable and, you know, be in the same stance every day and see things from the same side of the ball every day and stuff like that. So that's always important, but it's a luxury you don't usually have in this league until you've earned that starting job, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, you only can dress seven or eight linemen, so you got to be able to play multiple positions. But I think it's it's been beneficial for him. What does he need to do when the pass come on to kind of earn that job in camp? Yeah, I think, you know, for him, he's very analytical, and he's just got to learn to cut it loose and, and trust his training and, and trust his ability and just kind of build that confidence to play fast. You know, he um, he's very smart, very intelligent, very cerebral. And it's just breaking through that wall of overthinking and and let and having that slow you down. So that's Keith Carter talking about Dylan Raidens. And the the last portion of that is the thing that kind of catches my attention because that is criticism from well, not criticism. That is uh, constructive criticism, for lack of, of a better term, that Keith Carter said of Dylan Raidens in his rookie year, that he overthinks things, that he's trying to, that he gets kind of bogged down, basically, by overthinking and just kind of, you know, needs to loosen up in the position and, and play the position. Now, maybe part of that, and again, this is pure speculation on my, on my part, maybe part of that is just the fact that they've moved him around to a bunch of different positions and he's not yet fully comfortable at just playing the one spot. So for Dylan Radens, ideally you would not want to hear the same things being discussed in year two of him as they were in his rookie season where he was almost uh I don't I don't want to call him a non-contributor because he did he did start one game at left tackle and they won the game and he played fine against the San Francisco 49ers. I think and I talked about this on radio today, and we talked about it with Greg Cosell after that Thursday night football game, that uh, w- that was one of Todd Downing's better performances to help develop a protection plan that was going to help keep Dylan Radens basically in check, for lack of a better term, or help him, basically support him. You remember, you remember a lot of conversation around Jack Conklin, his rookie year when he made All-Pro? And people were talking about, well, uh, did Jack Conklin do this independently or did Jack Conklin have help? And in reality, like at any given point, the way that their blocking schemes work, you may have a tight end or a a slot receiver helping you chip or whatever the case may be. Like there's not a ton of, you're not all the time going to be just left out on an island to block Miles Garrett or J.J. Watt or Nick Bosa or whomever. But for that game in particular, the protection plan was designed to help Dylan Radens. Um, Dion says, Buck, I want you and the rest of the media to get into Vrabel's ear and have him call up Mike Munchak to bring in, bring him in to work with the offensive line. Um, no, why? I mean, Keith Carter's fine. Like, I don't, I don't care that. I mean, I know, I know people love Mike Munchak here. I know he was a, a great player here. I know that his coaching tenure, his head coaching tenure here didn't go 
you know, ideally the way that maybe many of you wanted it to go. But like, I don't think they need my money. I think, I think Keith Carter did a great job with the offensive line. I think Keith Carter and Mike Sullivan, who's the assistant offensive line coach, I think they've been fine. Like, I know that the collective unit last year was not good, but I mean, there was zero complaints about that in 2020 when they were having to shuffle all the parts around and Taylor Lewan wasn't available for hell. You guys loved Keith Carter uh, in 2020 when Taylor Lewan went down and, you know, they're keeping, they're having to find all these different ways to play, field an offensive line um, without Isaiah Wilson contributing as a first round pick and without Taylor Lewan contributing. As a uh, as a you know a, a first a former first round pick it, they they do well with what they have Jimbo says it perfectly they do well with what they have now again I they've been trying to retool this thing for a couple of years and how Nick Nick Petit Frere the Ohio State uh, third round pick performs or how he ends up contributing or all these different things that's a different conversation because he's he's flatly not a guard Dylan Raidens can play guard and tackle. Petit Frere is not going to play inside at this point. Um, now, while I do acknowledge Mike Munchak is, is regarded as one of the better offensive line coaches in the league, I is he still in Denver? Or do, I think Mike Munchak might be retired. Reed, pr- Producer Reed maybe looked that up for me to see if Mike Munchak's on a staff right now. Because I, I feel like he was, I feel like he, I know he was in Denver. He was in Pittsburgh, then went to Denver. Um, and I want to say that he's not in the league at this point. I know that they've obviously had a coaching change in Denver since Vic Fangio was the head coach, but I uh, I would have to I would have I would have to uh, rely on producer Reed to look that up for us in real time. Point being, who's going to play left guard at this point? Because uh, Aaron Brewer hasn't been here um, at for any of the OTAs. I haven't seen Aaron Brewer once. At any of the OTAs, Jamarco Jones has as a free agent, uh, as a free agent pickup, but he's not somebody who's got a wealth of experience at this point. I think that when you kind of look at the left guard situation, it's it's pretty interesting because you, I I don't know how how good you feel about Dylan Ratens. There's not a big enough of a sample size to know how this thing goes, but. We did ask Keith Carter today about Brewer at left guard, and this was the Titans offensive line coach's uh, thoughts on the matter. Your thoughts been on the left guard spot, I guess, Brewer and, and Jamarco Jones? and, and Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're really happy to have Jamarco, and, uh, you know, we, we trust Brewer a lot. He's obviously played a bunch for us over the last two years, and he is tougher than heck and works his tail off. Um, and so uh, Brew's been doing a really nice job. Jamarco is also, he's still getting acclimated to our playbook and stuff like that. But, you know, they're, they're, they're doing a really nice job. The competition is still open and um, we got to get the pads. But um, we're happy that we have both of them. What's Brew got to do to go from, you know, a spot reserve kind of guy to, to maybe a full-time? Yeah, I think for him, you know, with Brew, you know, he's so athletically gifted. It's tying his athleticism to technique where he can sometimes, even as small as he is, he can sometimes survive with just being such a great athlete. And uh, but we don't want to survive, you know. We want to do we want to do well on a consistent basis. And so just getting his technique down and using that athleticism, but not forgetting to bring everything else with it. So that's interesting analysis from uh, Keith Carter, and and Aaron Brewer is undersized. Um, 
as as a just as an NFL offensive lineman. Like he's not a physically overwhelming dude. In fact, I think I think Aaron Brewer might just be. I'm going to look up his measurables really quick on the Titans media uh, website just to give you the official listing. He's probably even smaller than what they have him listed at as an undrafted rookie free agent out of Texas. So he's six one and he's he's two seventy four. This is. This is not a big guy, and they may be giving him a few extra pounds there. Um, hell, they may they may be giving him an inch there as well. Like Aaron Brewer is not a big dude, and you know to be tangling with guys like Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs or uh, the the defense that the Green Bay Packers have that the Titans are going to face on Thursday Night Football. Like at some point, size does no pun intended, but size does matter up front when you've got these guys. Uh, Throw, throw, throwing, you know, physically throwing bodies around. Um, Gabriel Pilcher says Aaron Brewer is about the same size as Buck. Well, he's got Brewer does have about forty pounds on me. I, uh, I'm not, I've not reached the two uh, seventies. I was two thirty four point four as of this morning, but I'm an inch taller than than Aaron Brewer, which tell, like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm an above average size dude for like a normal human being. But I'm not like an overwhelmingly big dude either. And my guy's out here an inch shorter than me with 40 more pounds on his frame, allegedly trying to play offensive line. So, you know, until training camp, that is. 220 by training camp. We'll get to John Robinson in a second. <laughs> um, so I I think Brewer is probably the favorite. But, like, think about who he's replacing. Saffold, Roger Saffold is built like damn Superman. He really is. Roger is 6'6", 3 320, 330, and like all of it lean, like cut. Like this is not baby fat weight that Roger Saffold was carrying. Roger's a certified shit kicker. Now he may not be, he may not be, um, he may not be, you know, as good of a player as he was at the height, because there was a time when Roger Saffold was regarded as the best interior offensive lineman in the sport. And there was a couple seasons with the Titans where he was that. Last year was not the case, and uh, he's looking to kind of reclaim some of that. Reclaim some of that with uh, with uh, Buffalo. He's uh, he signed up for a one-year deal with the Bills. But kind of looking at Aaron Brewer and seeing the shoes that he has to fill, yeah, athleticism is great, and technique is something that he needs. But at a certain point, like, he's just going to get outgunned. Now, if they're comfortable with that and they're they're – going to play a style of play that would work to his advantage fine but I I want to say it was the Steelers game that Brewer had to start for Roger Saffold one of the games that Saffold missed and you could see I mean the Steelers have a big defensive front Cam Hayward Stephon Tuitt who just retired like giant dudes in the middle of that defense and they just picked that little guy up and ra- I mean little guy but they picked that dude up and ragdolled him Aaron Brewer, who's a full-size, regular-size human being, is not full-size when it comes to NFL offensive line play. Um, the uh, uh, Let's see. It's funny watching Titans fans doubting the selection of Traylon Burks. You guys just got one of the best athletes you'll ever see. He's a damn good hunter, too. Well, nobody cares if he's a good hunter. Like It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. I, J- JP, I, I understand what your, what your larger point is. Um, but like, I don't give a shit whether he hunts boars or not, like go out and catch touchdowns. Like the, the hunting, the hunting is so secondary for me. Um, also I think anybody who does that for a living is insane, 
Uh, but, or I guess not for a living, but just for fun, even worse. Like what the hell is wrong with you? Anyway, uh, Dion Bonner says, what happened to Corey Levin? Uh, Levin's still out there, but Levin's bounced around a lot. He's not the athlete. And I love Corey. Um, I love Corey personally. He's a laugh out loud, funny dude. Um, but Corey Levin has bounced around a couple of different times with the Titans. Now they clearly like him in some form or fashion, but I think it's, I think Corey is best suited for a reserve role. At least the coaching staff has indicated that he's best suited for a reserve role at this point. All right. So let's, uh, let's finish with a gone viral video. Your general manager taking shots at me today on the practice field, as well as your left tackle, which has become standard for the, uh, which has become standard for the course question that I want to ask you is this on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Has it now, this is full disclosure, this is now, uh, this is producer Reed's phrasing on this. Is it now personal for Buck to make it to 220 by training camp to prove all the haters wrong? (laughs) I I don't know if it's that deep, Reed, but you know, uh, it is what it is. Uh, is it now personal for me to, uh, for me to lose, lose this damn weight so I can get John Robinson and Taylor Lewan and everybody else in between off my ass about losing the damn weight at this point? Is it now personal for me to make it to 220 by training camp, uh, to prove all the haters wrong in the words of producer Reed, perhaps this will be the case. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together. Uh, but in the meantime, here is uh, here is there have been multiple video clips now of courtesy of WKRN News Two and Bussin' with the Boys at Barstool Sports, where I've just my my physique has become a regular talking point for people, and I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of asthma gate. I'm sick of mentor gate. I'm sick of two twenty by training camp. But damn it, I'm gonna do it. I think that's the word on the street. You gotta call Buck. Ooh. By the way, Buck Rising looks slim. No he way. Not, he doesn't look skinny. But I'm saying, like, he looks like he might have just got broken up with. A good you know what I'm saying? He doesn't look skinny. He looks like he might have got broken up with, like, three weeks ago. But I saw him. I was in the middle of doing, like, a, a, a tackle tight end combo thing. And I looked back, and Buck's there. And he was just enjoying the show, too. No camera out or nothing. He was just arms crossed. And I go, Buck, you look, you look decent. He's like, it's the black. You know, in his fucking marble voice. And uh, I was like, you get broken up with? And he goes, ha! Not yet. That's his laugh. That's my that's my depiction of his laugh. Yeah. Ah! I don't but, know if he got broken up with. I think he just needs to tighten it up. No, he said no, but I think he's definitely he's out kicking his coverage. Yeah, she's she's yeah. a she's a dimer. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah, she's a pretty girl. Who you like don't want to give him the compliment? No, no, it's not that I don't want to give him the compliment. I don't want to talk about other men's women when I'm yeah, married true, with two true. kids. Like, yeah, she's a pretty lady. Yeah, but you call a woman a dimer, it's like it kind of seems disrespectful to your own wife. Yeah, that's why I said, that. that's why I said he's out kicking his coverage. You're like, yeah. yeah, she's a, she's a dimer, and I'm thinking, I have to say yeah here. <laughs> hey, you made me look like an asshole just now, just by explaining that. But yeah, good for Buck, dude, dropping the LBs. I was really worried about his cholesterol levels. Oh, we still got time. Like, you, you know... The diet things, it's a lifestyle change. It's a lifestyle change. And I think it gets worse during the season for him. Oh, yeah, because they go up in the press box and he always sees those photos about eating that shitty-ass food. Yeah, I don't follow Buck. I probably should at this point. don't follow Buck? I don't follow Buck. And it's more of a, because I know he wants me to follow him thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's an ego thing. It's an ego thing. Yeah. Ah, it's like an alpha thing. Which is an ego thing. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Maybe if you think I got to be the alpha in this situation, it's an ego, it's an ego thing. thing. It's an ego thing. I'll tell you what, dude. I got I to gotta follow Buck. I'm going to follow him right now. <laughs> I'll follow him right now, dude. But yeah, the, um, 
going back to what we were talking about. He's doing well, too. His numbers have been boosting. I've been watching. Been watching Whoa. from the weeds. Buck Rising just <laughs> Buck Rising just texted me and said, Daddy, he says, just totally unbearable. I'll tell you what, I do like Buck. I think Buck's all time. He's a good dude. Don't come on, John. Oh, did you, skip Zumba this <laughs> you look good, buddy. Unbelievable. All these bastards. Every one of them. John Robinson, Mike, uh, well, not Mike. Mike hasn't taken a shot at me about my weight yet, but I haven't been to a I haven't been able to go live to a press conference in a minute. Um <laughs> uh what what does this comment say uh they they're hitting on your girl buck you gotta fight him now says stephen king i'll kick both their asses i don't care if they both played in the nfl year 10 for will or or taylor lawan i'll kick him right in the knees <laughs> no it's all love listen uh that this is the one this is the one uh this is the one case uh, where bullying still works. Like they are bullying me into losing the damn weight. So I, uh, I am absolutely, absolutely going to get this shit done. I've got six weeks until training camp. The ball busting is at maximum capacity, especially, especially John, man. I told Johnny can come with me to one of these workout classes because 220 for training camp also applies to you, J-Rob. Come on, John. Oh, you skip Zumba this morning. I don't even know what the hell Zumba is. <laughs> anyway, that's the show for tonight, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what else we got to do. Uh, 220 by training camp. That's the goal. 234.4 as of this morning. So about 14 more pounds. To go cracks me up anyway. Yeah, listen, Derek says, Hell yeah, Buck, I'll do it with you. I I hope I, you know, not that I'm any kind of a, I, I think I'm probably the least inspirational person of all time. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, listen, man, if you guys, if you guys are out here trying to lose some weight too, I respect the hell out of that. It's not easy because it's not just like working out. Working out is the easy part. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the diet change that has really uh, been the difficult part for me, especially with like the primetime schedule. Cause you guys know that I love, I, I you know, I'll wrap up the show. It, I've, I've worked a full day uh, and maybe I want to snack, but it's nine o'clock at night, which is of course the last thing that you want to be doing. So the diet change is the thing that we have had to, uh, that we have had to adjust. Uh, and that has been the most difficult part of it. But yeah, like, uh, listen, I'm out here. I'm out here talking about my weight publicly. I don't care. I'm here for the public shame, the scorn, and whatever the hell else will motivate me to lose this damn weight finally. Um, but if you guys are out here doing it too, I respect it. If you guys tag me in it, I'm happy to share it. If you don't want to do it, you want to do it on your on your own thing and uh, on you know within the own uh, the 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 comfort of your own privacy and motivation, you do that too. Uh, whatever. Whatever it is that get it done, that gets it done for you, I am one thousand percent in support of you guys doing the same. Um, anyway, uh, radio show tomorrow. We've got the dumbest thing in sports this week. I'm going to give you uh, for whoever gives me the dumbest thing in sports. I've got a pair of sounds tickets, free sounds tickets to send you to a game. Let me double check what Lucas texted me. What else is on the show? I know we're getting Tony Vitello the Vols baseball coach at some point.
this week. Oh, Mike Janetti, Spotrack. We're going to talk about what the hell the, the Los Angeles Rams are doing with their salary cap and why the Titans can't do the exact same thing because it's crazy to me. Um, and also, Kevin Byard was on the radio show today. KB was great. I think it's well worth your time. Go check it out in the podcast of the radio show. All you got to do is look up the Buck Rising show, just as it's spelled right there. I think you guys are going to really enjoy the Kevin Byard interview. Uh, Mike Giardi, the NFL Network, on Monday was great. We had all kinds of great guests, and we're going to continue to have great guests throughout the course of this week. And if you don't get it on podcast, listen to it all, Listen to it live from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Okay, you guys have a great night. I'll see you back here tomorrow, and we'll do the primetime show again, radio at 10. And if I don't talk to you then, I'll see you tonight or tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Primetime.